Hello, and welcome back to Idiot's Alphabet Soup. We're back, baby! We're back, baby! <laughs> anyway. Uh, what a week. What a two weeks. I'm oh, sorry, two weeks, yeah. Yeah. You know what I've loved, I love is that we used to be really rigorous about how we would plan the podcast. It's like we would record an episode one week, plan the podcast the next week, mm-hmm. record, plan. And now it's like every two weeks we're like, oh crap, we gotta do a podcast. <laughs> I just come up with, like, some random cobbled together plan. Uh, yeah. In my defense, last week, what was I doing? I don't know. Um, you know what? No. My mom's leaving. Oh, right. Yeah. So I had to take care of that. Yeah. I have no excuse. I had a lot of time on my hands. <laughs> um, ooh. Oh, no. You know what? Why, why we couldn't plan the podcast is because we didn't like read the book yet oh yes that's what it was okay so the book we're doing today is sapiens by um and I, i'm gonna butcher the name but i'm just gonna go for it anyway by yuval noah harari mm-hmm. um and yeah it's like a it's a hefty book of a book um it is a i wouldn't say it's a brick but is it is definitely brick shaped it is brick shaped and like yeah it's like it's definitely not like an Agatha Christie book. Like the the a page here is worth it's worth a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of active reading. A lot of active reading. Nonfiction. Nonfiction. And so it was like, oh well, uh, you know, do the podcast about this one. And then I started it like before the last podcast. I didn't finish it until Thursday. I like read a bunch of it on the train and finished it. Well don't really have an excuse because i did start reading it before the podcast too and full disclosure to the audience i did not read the last hundred pages yet um so what you'll be getting is a little um a little taste of what the book is about i did read the last hundred pages but i don't know how well i processed the last hundred pages because i read them all on the train um we should tell our listeners that we're together right now. In we the same are. Room. We are in the same room. Um, Is that like two podcasts in a row that we've done in the same room? No, because last Three. podcast. Wait. No, last podcast was we were not in the same room. Oh, wait. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we were. We were. No, we weren't. No, we weren't. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. We weren't. Um, but I had seen you the day before. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. Um, but we are in the same room now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Quite exciting. Quite exciting. I'm um I'm going home to visit my family in a few days, and so it's always more convenient if like I if I fly not out of uh the, like airport that's closest to Blacksburg because it's like a tiny little one. So I just take the train to visit Catherine for a few days, and then fly mm-hmm. out of Baltimore, and it's super convenient. Very exciting. Um, what else have we been up to? We've been up to a lot. Um, well, part of the reason also that I came to visit was because of Noah Khan. Yes. Okay. So backstory um like a few months ago mm-hmm. um you were calling me on the way when back. i was walking yeah, home you from school, ho- yeah, yeah you were walking home from school and you called me as you do and i was scrolling on instagram while you were talking to me about your day <laughs> which is like i do that when you're talking to me too so like it's fine. <laughs> um and i see this ad for noah khan tickets i'm not i wasn't a big fan of noah khan but i knew you were like all about him Mm-hmm. Um and so I told you to shut up and let me do something. <laughs> well, at first you saw them and you're like, ooh, and then you're like doing your thing. And I'm talking and talking away, just like going on and on about my day and like the people who wronged me or whatever. And Catherine's just like, mm-hmm. 
That's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I knew if I said you were funny, it would keep you going for at least another like three minutes before you noticed I was not contributing. And then finally, I was like, Callie, like, is something wrong? She's like, I need you to just shut up for a little bit. I found your birthday present. Um, I am trying to be thoughtful. <laughs> you're just like, shut up. <laughs> but you, yeah, you got me no con tickets. And mm-hmm. we went on Friday. Um, and it was so fun. It was super fun. Um, I loved all of his songs. Yeah. There was just so much more energy that okay. So like Noah Kahan is a little is a little whiny on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, like. a little bit. But like it's just it's on Spotify it's like sad, very emotional in like a in like an I am depressed way. <laughs> yeah, but um in person it was very good. Yeah. It sounded more upbeat, more lively. It was much more electric. Upbeat than it was much more electric. And like there's something about just screaming songs at the top of your lungs with like of people around you who also know all the songs. I don't know. It's good. That's true. Um, we were also pretty close to the stage. Yeah, I've never been that close at a concert before, besides, like, the orchestra that one time. Yeah, I'd say peak, we were, like, about 15 feet away from him. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, it was really fun only. We're putting these people on the hate list, by the way. These people are on the hate list. Okay, so there were, like, these giant girls in front of us. And they were so obnoxious. Well, the one was normal sized and like a little less obnoxious. The other one was a giant and also just the worst. Yeah. Also, I I was I told Jenny like you see who the decent people are and you see the people who are willing to to run people over to go forward a few feet. Yeah, because I was just I was just standing there and this girl's like edging closer and closer and closer to me and like. I would bump into her and she would be mm-hmm. like, I would, like, I'd just be moving my arms and like happen to bump into her and she'd be completely unfazed and just like sort of crowded further and further into our space until she was like standing right in front of us. And this woman's giant. We are not large people. We <laughs> cannot see over her. Yeah. Jenny is five, five and I am uh, a five, three and a half at best on a good day. Um, realistically, I'm more of five, two, but I feel <laughs> tall. Um, <laughs> so Yeah. Eventually, she, like, it got to the point where, like, we could kind of see, or like, in between her and her friend's heads mm-hmm. or something like that. And so it was okay. But there were these little girls next to us. I mean, they were, like, probably 15, 16. Mm-hmm. Adorable. Their mom was with <laughs> Their them. Their mom was with them. <laughs> so cute. But, like, she was keeping her distance. Um, so it was mostly, like, just the two of them there. Mm-hmm. And this tall girl started edging into their space. And I was, like, feeling a little defensive because I felt a little mother hen towards these <laughs> girls. They were so they were cute. adorable. Also, we felt some type of obligation towards them because they said that our outfits were cute. So. Yeah. And the one girl, like, took a picture of us for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And so I look over there, and this one, like, 15-year-old girl that the tall girl is, like, edging mm-hmm. up on has her hands on her hips and, like, elbows pointed out and is defending her territory. And I, I made it. eye contact, and I was like, yeah, good job, girl. <laughs> good job. I'm proud of you. Oh, yeah. Everybody around that tall girl was like very indignant about mm. the fact that she had the audacity to be in front of short people. I feel like if you're tall, like life has already blessed you with like a good line of sight. You do not be 
you do not need to step over these short people at a mm-hmm. concert. Come I on. agree. It was hilarious to watch too because then there was like a path cleared behind her where no one wanted to stand. <laughs> there was also that like ridiculously tall guy too. I know. And he was always going in and out. He was going in and out all the time. And like, Honestly, for the most part, I could see around him, except at the very end, he was standing right in front of me, and I was not about it. Yeah, it was also, like, really funny, too, because there were a lot of, like, best friend duos that Mm -hmm. also showed up at the concert, and I was telling Jenny, like, oh my gosh, you know who's real friends and who's, like, not really good friends, because there'd be, like parts where this one girl would like not be able to see anything because she's super short and the other friend had like a good view and they were just like ignoring that fact (laughs) like okay you can have a bad time but I need to see Noah Khan at all times it's like no like give way yeah because I feel like yeah I feel like the whole time we were the only thing I I talked to you about like that whole concert was like can you see I know I was always like can you see can you see (laughs) I need to know that you're having a good time. Can you see? <laughs> Can you see though? Anytime someone like shifted positions, I'd be like, "Can you see?" <laughs> oh, man. But it was it was really good. It was really yeah. fun. We had a great time. Oh, leaving afterwards is also kind of insane though. Oh yeah, there's a little drama like everyone trying to get out of the parking garage and like. We were at a standstill and people were edging their way in. I'm realizing now that I can't tell the story well on the podcast, but it was intense. It was such a mess because people were cutting other people off. And I'm like, where do you have to be? It is like Friday night at like 11.45 p.m. Like, just wait a little. Mm -hmm. Just calm down. Yeah, it's 20 minutes of your life. Like, you don't have to be jerks about it. And then there were like these three people who are like going to cut um like they're gonna cut us off and like leave before us even though they're like in the back and I I was like feeling a little um brave I guess uh I wanted to stick it to the man and I cut them off (laughs) it was great it was awesome well I don't know if like I don't think you you people understand the sheer like insanity uh, insanity of it all it was like it was intense, man. Imagine, it was a bloodbath. Imagine fast and furious. <laughs> but you're in a Toyota Corolla. <laughs> but you're in a Toyota Corolla and your arch nemesis is a bored housewife. Oh, it's yeah, a bored housewife in a car with two teenage girls in it. <laughs> exactly. Oh gosh. Um, what mm. else did we do this weekend? Uh, well, yesterday we went and painted some pottery. Yes, that, that was, was really fun. fun. Um, and today we went to Longwood Gardens after mass. After mass, yeah, we did go. Ugh. We did go to Longwood Gardens, um, and we were fifty minutes late. <laughs> we were like, because they're time tickets, but yeah. You know. So we were got tickets for two thirty, and um, we're like, okay, it's an hour and a half away. It was like 12.30 when we got them. We're like, well, just eat lunch really quick and get out of here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ate lunch and then like had to get our, our lives together. And so we left the house like... 105, 110, something like that. It was like 115. Okay. <laughs> we left the house like quarter after one. Um, and then it's like, okay, our, like we'll be, you know, 15 minutes late. Not a big deal. Uh, but then there was like an accident or traffic or something. 
I think there were maybe two instances. Like at one point there yeah. was traffic, so it was like going to be an hour forty minutes, and then we had to stop and get gas and got like rerouted because of an accident. Um, and so we ended up being fifty minutes late. Uh, but they still let us in. Yeah, they did still let us in. It was awesome. Yeah, gardens were beautiful, gorgeous. Yeah, they had like a greenhouse um situation and everything in it was really cool we were taking pictures mm-hmm. look out for the gram it's gonna yes be right. the gram is gonna be popping it will pop pop off pop off sis exactly <laughs> oh man yeah but honestly that like greenhouse uh conservatory situation was gorgeous i've not, like never seen anything like that i it's so mm-hmm. much better than the one in washington dc i know and like the there was the greenhouse and there were so much like there was so much other stuff. Like there was that Rapunzel Tower. The Rapunzel Tower? By the waterfall. I don't know. Yes, the random little like rotunda off by the little pond situation. Mm-hmm. The like Italian fountain. The Italian around. water garden. Yeah. And like there were also like Roman looking what Yeah. Like, also the random like house in the trees. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a tree house. And then, I don't think we're doing this any justice. There was also a topiary and, like, a bunch of fountains. Anyway, like, a lot was going on at that place. And it was gorgeous. Yeah, we could have been lost there, like, all day. I feel like that's the type of place that I could go to, like, ten times and still not have seen everything there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Great for wandering and getting lost. Yes. We love both those things. We love both those things. It's been too long, I think, since we've had a good, like, gallivant. And that was, That's it was nice to have that today. Yeah, it was kind of nice to just, like, walk the path and see where it takes us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, just walk the path and see where it takes us. Indeed. Cheerio. Indubitably. <laughs> Our pinkies uh. are, like, way up here. <laughs> Girl, we've got to pick up the energy. What? Pick it up. Pick it up. You know what we do. When we, we need, need to, to pick, pick up, up the energy. energy. <laughs> okay. Yes. Okay. So, Catherine and I have started doing this thing when we wake up in the morning. Yes. So, this is, um, I don't know. I think I came up with it. Did yeah, I come you, up with you it? came up with it. Okay. I mean, you, like, said it first, and then we, like, made it a thing. Yes. So this was, like, during the time when Jenny was um, helping me out with, like, wedding planning and stuff. And she was, like, we would wake up, and we'd mm-hmm. just be exhausted. Because we were running around the day before, and we have to run around today. Yeah. And I was just, like, what are we – we're, we're going to attack the day. Yeah. And then I just went, we're attacking the day. And I went, we're attacking the day. We're attacking the day. And we started, like, punching the air. So we do this now, like, every morning. It's like, okay, it's time to start attacking the day. And so I'll be like, oh, we're attacking the day. We're attacking the day. We're attacking the day. We're like, attacking the day. And on, like, the sixth or seventh one, we're like, all right, sitting up in bed, getting out of bed. Yeah. Attacking the day. Attacking the day. Yeah. And it actually works, people. It works so well. I don't know why, but it does. <laughs> so just, yeah, pro tip. Pro tip. We're attacking the day. Like, five times, you'll start to believe it. <laughs> there was that one day, though, when the, the day, day attacked, attacked back. back. <laughs> oh, that was that was rough. But generally, we attack the day, and the day does not attack back. 
Um, oh man. Yeah. But yeah. But now we're attacking the podcast. Attacking the podcast. Attacking the podcast. Attacking the podcast. Um. Um. Anyway, should we talk about this book? <laughs> yeah. Right. We're 15 minutes in, and we have not talked about the book at all. Okay. Go. Okay. So, the book we're talking about is *Sapiens*. Um. We forgot to email the author. I know it's like a thing that we do or whatever. Our like great bit. Um, but it has two books or maybe more than that. I don't know. It keeps, seems like it keeps being like, oh, the author is dead or like the author is uncontactable. Uh, and so I just forgot to contact this author. Yeah, we apologize. Um, TBH, this guy seems like he's super popular and he wouldn't answer anyway. Honestly, yeah. Also... This guy seems like he might not like all of our opinions about what he has to say. Right, because we have some opinions. We have some opinions. Some hot takes. I was expecting to be deeply moved by this book, and I was a little bit disappointed. Everybody was talking about it. Well, you told me about it. Yeah, well, okay. So I read this other book one time called Tribe of Mentors. And, like, it's by this guy who, like, runs a podcast where he interviews people, Tim Ferriss. Um, and... (laughs) He would ask these people this question, which is like, what book have you given as a gift the most? And a lot of people said Sapiens. Um, oh, I hit 10,000 steps. Anyway, <laughs> like literally not even walking right now. Um, a lot of people said Sapiens. So I like kept that in the noggin. Um, and yeah, that it was like really, like really made them rethink like what it is to be human. And even like I was reading this at the... Um, like women and mathematics thing that I was at and this girl was like oh you're reading sapiens like that book really like reshaped the way that I think um (laughs) and yeah I don't know maybe I just didn't read it well enough but um I don't don't know know. I think I've read enough (laughs) and I'm kind of over it uh there was a lot of Wait, should we explain what the book is about? Yeah, let's let's talk about what the book is about. Okay, so basically, uh, quick little, like, teaser about the book. It's about how humanity has kind of reached the present. Mm -hmm. Like, how did we get here? And, like, where did we come from kind of thing? Yeah. Like, what were the movements or, like, sequence of events that has led us to, like, be here? Yeah, and it's also kind of about, like, what is it that sets man apart? Like, are we really just animals? Or, like, is there something that makes us different? Like, how did how did we end up here and not any other animal? Yeah, and, like, keep in mind, this book is, like, very... I love science. <laughs> yes. um, science is king and religion is imaginary and a grand delusion that the world partakes in to cope with dying so yeah this book is kind of anti-god it's good this book is anti-god and i don't even want to go there like i don't even want to talk about this is it scriptural though like yeah yeah, i'm kind of over that so i think like our discussion of this book will be largely based on like if we didn't believe in god would this be reasonable (laughs) and not hypothetical um so yeah we're just gonna like let's we'll, we'll asterisk little disclaimer that's something to that is keeping the noggin keeping the noggin okay okay so i don't know um it's nonfiction. it's a little like lengthy but i think we should talk about things that kind of interested us about the book because there were like some cool little tidbits in there that i found like really interesting like for example um 
you know, I've always wondered why babies are born useless <laughs> in the way that if you give birth to a baby, it literally cannot fend for itself. It can't really do anything but kind of just depend on the mom. Mm -hmm. And that is not the case for most mammalian species. Yeah. Like if a horse gives birth. Like that horse is up and running in yeah. like 10 minutes or something. It's running. It's running. Giraffe babies have to drop six feet as soon as exactly. they're born and they survive that. Yeah. And they're like walking around doing stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but apparently, you know, back when humans were animal animalistic or whatever you know they were still like very much problem solvers mm -hmm. and so they've kind of over time have developed like bigger brains which means bigger heads and so when you push a big head out of your lady parts like <laughs> There is an upper size limit to how much head you can push out of that lady part. <laughs> exactly. And so what's kind of happened over the years is that most of the mothers who survive and most of the babies that survive are like, uh, go through like these births where they're like born, they're like born prematurely. And so all of the babies today are actually born premature at nine months. And that's why they're like useless for the first like um for the first bit of their life. And that's like kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. apparently like uh mammals our size have longer gestation periods than us. But that was like the trade-off of like having a bigger brain was that, well, we have to be born earlier and be useless. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Love being useless. Love being useless. Ugh. Um, anyway. Yeah. One of the things that I found really interesting was when he was talking about the development of language. Yes. Um, so he was talking about how, like, other animals have some, like, methods of communicating. They're like, oh, you know, there's danger over there, whatever, whatever, or, like, sort of these rudimentary levels. But they're not, like, the sort of, like, com they're not the complex... They can't communicate complex ideas in the way that human human language and human speech can. So it's like, well, what what was it that got human language from just being like, oh, no, there's danger over there, that sort of thing, to being able to like describe complex relationships and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And one of the theories, and I love this one, is that it was all about gossip. <laughs> like people were starting to gossip with each other and talk about people that weren't there. <laughs> like, talk about, you know, people behind their back, be able to communicate these complex relationships. Mm -hmm. And gossip was super useful because you could, like, learn about people that you didn't know well and kind of get an idea of who they were. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that was, like, how this more complex language developed is mm -hmm. through gossip. Yeah. And I love that idea because I love gossip. <laughs> <laughs> You're just filling, fulfilling your... Uh... Your purpose. Yeah. You know? It's it's natural. It's natural. <laughs> oh gosh. It's really like keeping me safe and helping me to develop. <laughs> Survival instinct. Survival instinct. I need to talk about this person. Oh my word. There was this like this thing that was happening on TikTok for a while where mm -hmm. everyone was talking about um the meadow report. It was kind of like this idea, and I don't even, I have no idea if this is actually scientifically valid or mm -hmm. not, 
Like, I only saw it on TikTok. Yeah. But the idea is that, like, you know how women, when they get together, at least you and I do this a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, we get together and it's like we have to debrief everything. Yes. Everything. Um, Literally, a five-minute interaction can sustain us for months. (laughs) Yes. And the idea is that, and, like, guys do not talk like that. No, sorry. The idea is that, like, women, when they were, I guess, like, foraging or something, I don't know, had, like, would have these sort of meta reports where they would debrief everything and it would, like, keep them safer or something. So it's, like, really (laughs) evolutionary for us women to want to, like, just debrief everything. But men don't have that. There's, I think there was, there was more context here. I don't remember (laughs) all of it. I just remember that for a while everyone was, like, obsessed with the meta report. (laughs) on uh on tiktok um yeah that's (laughs) that's pretty cool i'm looking at the notes right now and it just says empires and i have no idea what that means there was more than i was gonna say about that i think he had this these some interesting ideas about empires um that i found thought-provoking because we we tend to think of empires as like a bad thing right Mm -hmm. um but then he was saying that, like, the world that we live in today, which is objectively better than the world was before, mm-hmm. um, is, like, what am I saying? Um, is, like, due to empires, right? Mm. Like, we all kind of speak this universal language because of empires. And, like, yeah. a lot of good things in the world were brought about by empires, but we tend to have this idea, like, empire bad. And, like, it, mm. a lot of people also suffered under empires. I didn't quite get what his point was. But it did make me think a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Because, like, to me, empires are inherently bad because it's all about spreading your culture at the cost of erasing others. Mm. Right? And I, I think it's good that we all understand each other and that the world is a smaller place now. But I don't know if that's because of empires. Of empires. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Like whatever happened to good old inter uh, intercontinental international like relations? Like you don't have to yeah. stomp on other people and like dare I say colonize? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That just, like, made no sense to me. He And also, like, this man is weird. Because, like, he's... It's, like, very clearly not... It's, like, very clearly a liberal point of view, mm-hmm. I'd say. But the man goes, empires aren't so bad. <laughs> yes, like, slavery isn't so bad. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it was... Okay, maybe we should move on to well we'll probably spend more time on which is sorry i didn't mean to touch your hand with my foot no, you're good <laughs> um which is like the things that we found a little weird in this book because i actually remembered one that's not on our list what was it um you might actually not know this one because it came up in the last hundred pages of the book okay well i want to talk about the gay thing okay because it's like okay this man is an empire apologist apparently but then at the same time, he was, like, talking about um, gay people, which is, like, not a crime in and of itself, but it didn't make any sense. Because he was going off about how 
what who are we to say what is natural to an animal and what is not meaning like we can't really judge if being gay and like having sex of people of the same gender like is that okay Mm -hmm. but then a hundred pages earlier he says that the purpose of a species is to further their progeny and so it's like how can you say that that's not natural and then I mean, how can you say that that is, like, the purpose of a species and then at the at the same time contradict yourself? Like, make it make sense. Yeah. Well, you know? Because it's, it's very much, like, at the beginning, he seems to push this idea that, like, we do what pushes the species forward and what benefits the species. Yeah. And, and then, then he hits this point where it's like, well... Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> who's to say? And, like, I honestly wouldn't mind him taking either stance there. It's just, like, don't... Don't contradict yourself. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure there are many other, like, sound arguments to argue for, like, oh, gayness. Mm-hmm. But that that is not, like, it just, like, devalues the whole book when you constantly, like, flip, mm-hmm. flip sides. Like, pick a side and then, like, if it makes sense, then it makes sense, you know? Yeah. There was another thing that I found odd in here. Let me find where I noted it. Okay. So he was talking about... <laughs> I don't even remember. He was talking about like how vi- like how we have a misperception of how violent um like people were in the past. Um and he talks about this like tribe, the Aceh people, who are like hunter-gatherers who live in the jungles of Paraguay until the 1960s. Love them. Um and he like he's like, "Okay, if someone like if a valued person died, they like kill a little girl to bury her with her." Um, and then, like, this guy kills a middle-aged man who got sick, um, because he couldn't keep up. And then, um, uh, if, like, a woman gets too old, a younger guy will, like, sneak up behind her and kill her. And so it's all like, oh, if someone's too old or, like, they can't take care of themselves or, like, someone good dies, like, they'll just kill people all the time. (laughs) Um, and then, so he, like, discusses this. Um, or, like, one woman recalled that her first baby girl was killed because the men in the band did not want another girl. Um, on another occasion, a man killed a small boy because he was in a bad mood and the child was crying. <laughs> another child was buried alive because it was funny looking and the other children laughed at it. So he goes through all this. And then he's like, we should be careful, though, not to judge the Ache too quickly. Anthropologists who lived with them for years report that violence between adults is very rare. Both women and men were free to change partners at will. will. They smiled and laughed constantly, had no leadership hierarchy, and generally shunned domineering people. Anyway, yada yada, it goes on like, oh, they're super generous and they valued good social interactions and friendships. And then he says, they viewed the killing of children, sick people, and the elderly as many people today view abortion and euthanasia. Um... And, okay, (laughs) like, first of all, who are you to decide, like, that it's okay to have a tribe that, like, is happy to kill a little boy if, like, they have no leadership hierarchy and don't like domineering people? Like, like, I guess I get what you're trying to say, but, like, killing people is killing people. Like, I guess there are, like, multiple things that make a place good to live, but, like, I don't care if I'm in a place with no social hierarchy and I can change partners at will. It's like, I get sick and I'm gonna get clobbered in the head. (laughs) Also, euthanasia? 
I find very sketchy. Like, I'm not just okay with it. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, they killing old people and children as we view like abortion youth. Like, a lot of people have problems with abortion. <laughs> yeah. It's like a lot of people have problems with abortion and euthanasia and view it as killing children and old people. Like, I don't think this is a valid argument. Oh, oh man. So God. that was one of the things, yeah, that I had a problem with there. Uh, and I was just like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. That was so funny. So I think another thing Another part that I had beef with was like how not how clear he how it is clear that this man is not a scientist. <laughs> he is a historian, but not a scientist. He is not a scientist because he goes into this thing where like we're so detached from detached. <laughs> <laughs> we are so detached from like our base animal instincts that you know I don't know, in in his head he said that humans do not think logically and we're not wired to do so and i'm like yeah we are <laughs> you eat a plant and that plant poisons you and you're like plant bad i will not eat this plant that is logical <laughs> well okay <laughs> like and then he goes into the fact that you know now we use computers that are like it's basically all just logic ones and zeros it's like nobody reads ones and zeros like no human has hardwired their brain to understand ones and zeros and be like oh i know exactly what's going on like calm down buddy also yeah i wouldn't say even that like today humans are like have programmed themselves well to be super logical yeah. Because you also have people who are like, you know the experiment that they've done where they'll like put someone in a room with nothing but like a button that'll give you an electric shock if you push it? And so like usually people will push the button at first just like to see what's going on. They get an electric shock. Mm -hmm. Almost everyone will go back and push the button again later when they get bored, even though they know it's going to shock them just because they're bored. Well, it's not illogical. It's like I'm bored. Electrocute <laughs> me. Like it's something to do. I don't see that as crazy. That's that's valid, I guess. So I think he he's really about what is it? He he tries to make things like poetic. Mm -hmm. Like when he was talking about the scientific revolution and Newton, mm -hmm. he was like, all his discoveries can be condensed into three equations. And two of them were right, and one of them was trying to explain the law of inertia, but it was wrong. It was just like, oh, the sum of all the forces is zero. And it's like, no. The law of inertia is if something is in motion, it will remain at motion. Or if something is at rest, it will remain at rest unless an outside force acts upon it. Acts upon it. Exactly. So, like, technically, I mean, yeah, if something's sitting there or, like, has constant velocity, sum of all the forces is zero. Like, I get how yeah. you could get there. But, yeah. like, when, like, sum of forces <laughs> equals zero comma v equal <laughs> when v is constant v equals c a equals zero <laughs> uh, so like yeah like i get what he was trying to do there but like but yeah for a man who is all like ooh science ooh evolution like he's not very scientific scientific yeah i feel like he's just been told things and he just takes them to be true <laughs> Granted, it's kind of how how I am sometimes too, but 
Yeah. But we are not best-selling authors. We are not best-selling authors. We're, we're just a, a podcast with 50 listeners. <laughs> <sighs> and we appreciate all of you, just so you know. Yes. I appreciate you. Okay. Something else that bothered me in this book that I just remembered when we were recording this. Um, this is the one that you might not know because I think it comes up in the last 100 pages. All right. Let me know. Okay. So towards the end, um, he's talking about, like, people and uh, – is this here where he does it? Um, actually, I should have prepped this earlier. What were we talking about? Oh. oh, also, you should tell them about how um, he used Barack Obama as, like, the pinnacle of manhood. Oh, yeah. Okay. So he's he goes into this thing where, like, he, like human beauty standards or, like, our idea of manhood and masculinity are all... Um, are all, like, created of the time and don't actually make any, like, uh, what is it, like, biologic, uh, like... Biological sense? Yeah, biological sense. And so he compares a picture of, like, Louis the Fourteenth or something, mm-hmm. and he's, like, fat and, like, in, in like, <laughs> ballerina and tights and, like... Generally, what we would call an unattractive man, and he's like, this is King Louis the Fourteenth. Uh, peak masculinity which is like no he was not peak masculinity and nobody thought that he was hot like I don't think anybody thought that and then to the right was like Barack Obama in like the Oval Office and he's like this is what masculinity looks like and I'm like nobody thought Louis the 14th was hot and nobody thinks like Obama was that gracing Time magazine or like the hot 100 or whatever i don't know like he was not sexiest man alive okay like barack obama great guy i'm sure he's very smart and everything but like not the pinnacle of manhood <laughs> not the pinnacle of manhood of this era yeah <sighs> maybe like oh okay here's the question what who do you think he should have had as like the pinnacle of manhood i don't know like chris hemsworth or something shiana ronaldo <laughs> yeah or ronaldo yeah. Yeah. Because he, he did have... Oh, you didn't read the last 100 pages. Ronaldo shows up briefly in a picture in the last 100 pages. Oh, nice. Um, okay, anyway. So the other thing that bothered me is, like, towards the end, he starts um, talking about... <laughs> he starts talking about, um, like, how terrible we're being to the animals. Um, and he talks about, like, how all this, like, human, like, all the food production we use is, like, torturing animals. And he also goes on talking about, like, how we're eating so much and, like, how the population of, um, like, domesticated animals at this point far outweighs the number of, like, wild animals or, yes. like, mammals. <laughs> and how, like, you know, it's going to get to, a, if things keep going the way they're going, it's going to get to a point where, like, no, there's not many species left, whatever, whatever. Say it isn't so. <laughs> like, you, I have a point that I'm getting to, though. Uh, he's, like, going on about, like, how yeah, like, terrible this is. And, like, you know, it's valid. Like, I, I want my kids to be able to see a chimpanzee. Like, you know, that's something I would like in my life. Um, <laughs> but the thing that bothers me is that at the beginning of the book, he was talking about... Um, how, like, humans basically made a lot of animals go extinct, but this is, like, prehistoric humans or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, 
And he kind of gives the impression that, like, today people are so concerned about how humans are, like, making animals go extinct or whatever. But really, the guys back then were so much worse. And, like, (laughs) they wiped out so many animal species, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is, like, an interesting... When I read it the first time, I was like, this is a Mm -hmm. really interesting take, you know? Like, it's it's not often that you see people be like, what we're doing now, not so bad compared to what we were doing before. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, he's like, we're terrible! (laughs) It's like, wait, didn't you just... What? (laughs) um yeah so that kind of bothered me yeah all right here's the question is like what do you think and like i don't want to hear humans have souls and that's why they're (laughs) not animals okay okay but like what do you think biologically if there is any differentiates man from animal because this is a line that keeps moving like, this is a line that has been moved many times. Like, before, mm-hmm. like, I heard somebody say, oh, you know, you know that a man is different from an animal because men use tools and animals do not. But then they found out that, like, dolphins use tools. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, opposable thumbs. <laughs> opposable, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and, like, orangutans, like, you know, use mm. sticks to like take the termites out of the out of the tree. So like they animals use tools. Mm-hmm. That definition is mixed. Or like you know they said when they form societies, but dolphins. So what you're soci- saying is dolphins are actually people. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is yes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But, like, yeah, dolphins, and then it was, like, oh, re- recreational activities, like, when I have fun. But then dolphins, <laughs> dolphins, like, take a puffer fish and pass it between themselves to get high, you know? So, like, they also do recreational, like, dolphins, well, we, we thought of as having asthma, but dolphins have that, too. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to get that. They listened to last week's episode. They know about the asthmatic dolphin Bob. Oh, right. Yeah. I did talk about Bob. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, um, I'm sorry. I've been talking about a lot about dolphins. But the point is, what do you think distinguishes a human from an animal right now? That is a, it's a good question. Because, um, yeah, if I try to go away from the, like, oh, we're made in God's own image situation, I think, like complex language is one thing that distinguishes us how do you know that i mean i'm not a dolphin <laughs> um okay babies one uh i don't know <laughs> a girl <laughs> okay what do you think no i was asking what you think. <laughs> i don't have any thoughts at first i was thinking Oh, humans are the only ones capable of looking to the future. Mm. Like, a monkey is not going to an- understand that you need to put $500 every month into your Roth IRA to, like, retire well. <laughs> okay, you but, know? but how does that work with, like, animals that store up food food? That's what I was going to say. Like, oh, okay, in, in my defense, like, I thought it was, like, 30 seconds ago. And so, like, yeah, that's what I thought, like, bears... Uh, you know yeah okay so it seems like all these things it's like there's a list of things and there's always some way around them mm-hmm. but maybe you need to have all of them you know what i mean to be human yeah 
So a human uh, is just a, <laughs> an amalgamation okay. of like animal characters. Then what if there's someone who like is just does not understand how money works, doesn't know to put five hundred dollars into the Roth IRA, just doesn't know to doesn't know to can't think into the future. <laughs> does that mean they're not a human? But they can they know the concept of what a future is. Okay. Do you think okay? Do you think it's morals? Like humans live by a moral code. Oh, maybe. But then it's like, why do you form family groups if that's not, if I feel like, or have you seen those videos of like, you drop your phone in the water and like the dolphin, (laughs) like this like wild dolphin goes and like grabs some girl's phone out of the water and brings it back to her. Oh yeah, I saw that, but it was like not a dolphin, it was like a beluga. I think it was a beluga, yeah. Beluga. (laughs) I love beluga. I do love a beluga. (laughs) Beluga. Um, Yeah, or like, you know, elephants like there was this one time like uh a baby elephant was like pushed by his sister and like the mama elephants thought it was like a human and they were like oh who did that (laughs) you know why would they do that yeah oh it's to further their project (laughs) yeah so initially my first initial thought was like that it's going against like basic instinct going like the ability to to choose to go against your basic instinct for some moral reason, but I don't, mm. I don't know if I can back that up or not. I don't know because, like, when you think about like a dog defending its owner, yeah, like why would it do that? I don't know because the owner feeds it. Okay, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, maybe because, like, yeah. The dog defends the owner. The owner cares for, like, will feed the dog, and the dog can keep having kids. Further the progeny. <laughs> Further the progeny. So that doesn't work. So maybe, yeah, going against your instincts. Yeah, because, like, isn't that, like, what... Sometimes I feel like that's, you know, what, what makes us human is the ability to say, like, instinctually, I want to do this, but I choose instead to do this other thing. That's yeah, the right thing. I can agree with that. Yeah. That's good. It's like, oh, if we were both starving and I give you food, like, you're not my progeny. Yeah. And you're not going to further my lineage, but I'd still do it anyway because. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, we've solved. (laughs) We know the understanding of the meaning of what it is to be human now. Thank you. If you take Um, God out of the picture. (laughs) World peace. (laughs) Yay. Oh, if everyone just listened to our podcast, there would probably be world peace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, I can think of like ten off the wall jokes that I would I will not mention. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, should we do a final bit? Yeah, sure. Let's do okay. a final bit. What is our? Okay, what animal are you like? Would you be the? Okay. I'll I'll make two things here. What animal okay. do you think would be like most likely to achieve sort of human status? Okay. And what animal would you be the most terrified to have achieve human status? Okay. All right. So we're starting with most likely. Yeah. I already know what I'm going to say for this one. I need to put that out there so that if she says the same thing as me, uh, you know I'm not cheating. <laughs> well, I think it's the bino- uh the chimps. Mm. chimpanzees yeah they're uh a great ape um very close to humans dnaically i don't know if that's a word <laughs> uh the word is genetically 
English is my language. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's the chimp because they've already like formed their own societies and uh, reportedly, according to Nat, that Nat Geo um, mm-hmm. YouTube video that I saw, they are living in the Stone Age right now. And yeah, they like form bands and groups and have wars with each other and oh, they do that kind of stuff. And it, they're like actually terrifying. They're like very violent. Call sounds like humans. Yeah, sounds like humans. <laughs> yeah, they're not. They're like one of the only species too that have no qualms about killing their own kind to further their agenda. <laughs> That's wild. Um. So yeah, I would say chimpanzees. And then, what was the other question? Oh, I'll answer the first one, and then we'll go to the second okay. one. Okay. I was gonna say octopus. Octopus. They, I feel like they're not as much like society forming, but they are very smart. So, well, like I've heard of them being able to like memorize like patterns of guards, uh, uh, like an octopus in a tank, like memorize the patterns of the guard going around and sneak out at just the right time, like grab shrimp and then sneak (laughs) back in before the guard catches them. And they're Mm, they're like they can like use tools and solve puzzles really well. Yeah, um, very intelligent. And the thing, because I was thinking dolphins at first, Mm -hmm. but then the things that dolphins don't have is like uh good phalanges you know like things to manipulate with but octopi octopuses octopus have have tentacles tentacles and they're very like they can manipulate things really well yeah and did you know that they're suckers like they can use their suckers to taste really actually that kind of makes sense yeah yeah and they can fit through such small little spaces yeah, I've seen a lot of YouTube videos about uh, like octopus cramming um, through like little tiny holes. Yeah, because it's like as long as they have like one hard thing in their body as the yeah. beak. As, as long, long as can... the beak can fit through the hole, then they yeah, can, like they can go through. I remember you know where we saw the octopus in that tank that one time. Yes, I was there like five years before that and saw a different octopus there. Mm-hmm. And the lady's like, "Yeah, we have to be really careful and like duct tape up every tiny little hole on the top of this thing, or else the octopus will get out. It's really inconvenient." <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, so then the other question is, what animal would you be the most terrified to have achieve like human status? Okay, I mean. Girly, I don't think my answer would change. <laughs> the chimpanzees. After what you said about them, yeah, like I'm a little terrified. Yeah, because okay, or maybe the gorilla. Some gorillas like, are bigger. Some great ape. Because I like to have this. Um, maybe I I stole this from my husband, but like I like to have this thought exercise. Ooh, she has a husband. <laughs> my husband. I want my husband. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. like think about. A gorilla, mm-hmm. it is, you know, vegan. <laughs> I'm assuming it just eats like plants and stuff. But think about like if it achieved like human-like intelligence, was very crafty, and started eating meat. <laughs> <laughs> like it would get jacked. It would kill us. Not that it. I mean Harambe, <laughs> but like. Uh, <laughs> Am I? (laughs) I get what you're saying. Yeah. I'm picking up gorillas. Gorillas. See, I also was thinking big, but my immediate thought was meat eater. So, like, grizzly bear or polar bear? 
Probably grizzly bear because I feel like there's more of them. Less yeah. dexterous. Yeah, see, I feel like but they are, like, more dangerous. They're they're more inherently dangerous than the gorilla. But I don't think they have... It's, like, the same thing with the dolphins. Like, they don't have the appendages necessary to, like, yeah. operate heavy machinery. <laughs> Like, imagine a gorilla with a machine gun. <laughs> yeah. Elephant. Yeah. Hard to take like, down. Because they also don't aren't super dexterous, but they're enough dexterous that they can make a painting. Because we've both seen elephants make paintings. Yes. Yes. But like, I feel like an elephant can figure out how to operate yes. a machine gun. See, what's nice about the animals right now is they don't know how strong they are. You ever um, read that, like, little – it's not read. Like, you ever watch that reel of, like, inspirational – like, it's an inspirational quote thing. Oh, it's something. like you're stronger than you think or whatever? Yes. So, like, when ele- when elephants are just, like, babies in captivity, they're tied to a post. And – when they're like testing their boundaries and everything, they're not strong enough to move this tiny post because they're like itty bitty. But they keep doing that till they're grown up, and the big elephant still thinks that he cannot uproot the post. <laughs> and so there's these comical <laughs> pictures of just a huge, huge elephant, a little tiny thing, and it's like, oh, I can't move. I'm like stuck to this. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, anyway, I don't know. <laughs> We love animals. Oh. oh, gosh. But yeah, I feel like elephants, too, have been... Actually, all animals. But, like, elephants have been enough mistreated by us that I feel like if they realized what we've done, they would come get us. Speaking of which, have you what? seen that thing about orcas going after ships? Yes. That terrifies me, honestly. No, it's... I think they're theorizing that one orca had, like, a traumatic experience with a fishing vessel of some kind mm-hmm. and it like told all of its friends about it and like they've developed this culture of like oh if we see a boat or mm-hmm. any boat shaped thing we're gonna attack it yes that terrifies me <laughs> yes also like yeah there there are like some things i don't know if uncanny valley is the word for it mm-hmm. but like some things that freak me out about animals sometimes like for example the orangutans, which is coincidentally my favorite animal, but let me tell you a story. But first, about I want to make a joke about the orca thing. That, like, yes. it's kind of making me question whether he did the right thing in Free Willy. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Oh, but the orangutans. Okay. Let me tell you about my favorite animal. Um, there was this one orangutan that they raised in captivity and then released into the wild later, mm-hmm. but. They're very, like, into mimicking their mothers. So when they're in captivity, they see their caretaker do stuff. They want to, like, do the same thing, too. And the orangutan noticed that humans would always, like, wash their hands before they eat, wash their hands before they do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, any ugh, yeah, humans wash their hands, right? And so this orangutan, um, when it got released back into the wild, before it would eat, it would wash its hands. And it so taught cute. its kids that. And so there are these like special group of orangutans in that area that wash their hands. That is adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Honestly, yeah. I feel like if orangutans reach like human level intelligence, you would I, evangelize to them. <laughs> I would so evangelize to the orangutans. Are you kidding? Oh, um, yeah. 
They're just redheads. <laughs> They're people too. <laughs> Gingers are people oh, too, Jennifer. <laughs> oh, all right. Shall we wrap the podcast up there? Let us wrap it up. It's been 56 minutes. Hey. Uh, most of it nonsense. But like, honestly, did not know if we'd pull this one off. And I think we did. Yeah, we put the energy up. You know why we... Because we're attacking the podcast. We are attacking the podcast. We're attacking the podcast. Attacking the podcast. Attacking the podcast. All right. It's been Idiot's Alphabet Soup Baboosh. Baboosh.